0: Welcome to the Bring Your Product Idea to Life podcast. This is the podcast for you if you're getting started selling products or if you'd like to create your own product to sell. I'm Vicky Weinberg, a product creation coach and Amazon expert. Every week, I share friendly, practical advice as well as inspirational stories from small businesses. Let's get started. So, today on the podcast, I am delighted to speak to Helen Williams. Helen helps entrepreneurs to move online and overcome visibility blocks to get seen by the right people and increase their income. So what Helen and I talk about today basically is getting visible. So we mainly focus our conversation on social media and Helen talks a lot about the importance of putting your face on social media, which I have to be honest, it's something that terrifies me, although I have done it a few times since speaking to Helen, um, why we need to get more visible and importantly, I think, ways that we can get more visible online in really tiny baby steps so it doesn't seem so scary and overwhelming Um, so i took personally took a lot away from this episode i really hope you do too and i would love now to introduce you to helen so hi helen thank you so much for being here
1: hi vicky lovely to be here thank you
0: well thank you for joining me can we please start by you giving an introduction to yourself your business and what you do
1: Absolutely. So my name's Helen Williams. So I run a coaching business. So I work predominantly on Instagram. So I coach people who want to set up online and get more visible. So um, there's kind of two aspects to it. So it's a kind of mindset behind getting visible and the actual practicalities of how our dear friend Instagram actually works and how how to get it to work for you.
0: I'm so excited to have this conversation because I am sure I'm not the only person listening who, you know, uses Instagram, but, you know, terrified to put a face on there or, you yeah. know, showing too much. I'm sure that you hear this sort of thing all of the time. And that's actually quite a, maybe a good place to start, Helen. What are some of the sort of common reasons you hear from your clients as to why maybe they're not showing up online and, and some of, you know, the concerns or fears they might have?
1: Yeah, it's funny. It's usually exactly the same things with the, because I, I do work predominantly predominantly with females and it's usually the things, you know, which we all have going through our heads. So, you know, what do I look like? Like, is my, you know, am I having a bad hair day or does my skin look like it's those, it's those concerns. And it's such a shame because it's stopping it, that kind of fear is preventing people from, from doing something that they know will benefit their business and they want to get closer to their audience and show more of themselves but I think day to day it's a kind of I mean I feel it I feel it myself you know I mean I've got friends who are like in Dubai and in the states and in lovely places that have the warm weather and it is it's easier to to show up you know with a you know a bit of a tan on your face and a a sort of summery top than it is when it's gray and dreary in the UK and you do feel a bit like you know maybe huddled under a blanket at home or something it's harder so you know I think we all have these kind of things and and I'm not sure if it's you know sometimes they're excuses aren't they it's quite nice sometimes if there's something that's pushing you a bit and you can think oh I won't go live today on Instagram I won't do a you know talking to camera because and you've got a couple of reasons oh my hair's not looking great I'm due do a haircut soon or something you know maybe a little bit of of that but it does tend to be a lot of it is just purely the physical stuff, which, of course, nobody, you know, nobody would notice. The people that say things to me, I look at them, I think, are you kidding? Like, you look amazing. It's, you know, just we're so self-critical.
0: We are, you're right. And, and also, I'm fairly sure as well that nobody's actually, as you say, judging how we look, because yeah. I've never watched somebody's story or live and gone right. oh I don't like their hair I mean, and I'm sure that's not just me but I just think <laughs> as people we're so much more critical of ourselves and other people are of us the things we yeah. notice like nobody else probably does no i know it's crazy isn't it it's um because as you say if people
1: were really that offended by the fact that you needed your roots doing or something like that they you know if they they were that critical they would they wouldn't listen to you you know you, you tend to obviously with instagram you have choice of who you follow and who you know our time is precious so people aren't gonna you know i don't think many people are going to give up their precious time just to you know, pull someone, pull some poor person apart who's put themselves out there. So, but it, it's just these things in our head, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and also, I'll be very honest. I don't want the people to watch me if that's you know, if, if people who are going who are watching just to say, "Oh, well, your hair doesn't look nice." They're not kind of the people I want to attract and work with anyway. If I'm exactly. honest, I know. I don't that's think that's it.
1: Yeah. So you want, you know, obviously people, um, if you're using Instagram for business, you want the people who follow you to be, you know, supporting you and perhaps, you know, work with you. Maybe you'll work with them, whatever that is, but it's a positive union. So yeah, you're right. You don't, you know, if they want to unfollow you, that's amazing. If they're the kind of person who's judgmental about a haircut, then good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: okay so we've talked a little bit about why we might we might be all a bit afraid to get on instagram and show our faces Mm. but why should we be doing it what are some of the benefits and the reasons that we should need to be a bit braver
1: yeah so it's it's such a key thing with instagram because um obviously we see a lot of a lot of the big brands you know you expect in advertising marketing you expect to see a polished product you know but over the years where you've had like models and it's very unrelatable, and obviously it gives people sort of body, you know, disform, you know, I uh, can't think of the word, dysmorphic, you know, kind of issues around seeing these perfect models in advertising. Now, you know, even the big brands are using more relatable models and real, real people. So it's kind of filtering down from a higher level, but particularly with small businesses on Instagram, you know, single, single people um, who are just running a business like coaching or selling a product, a small, typically a small business. It's, it's so important. People want to see them. They want to see that face. They want to get to know them a little bit. And there's only so much getting to know somebody you can do through, I mean, a photo is okay. It's better than just a, a graphic, for example, you know, but actually hearing somebody's voice, seeing the expressions that, you know, there's a lot that comes across in people's expressions in their face, their mannerisms, their, you know, whether they talk with their hands, whether they get quite excited and sort of show disappointment, there's, there's so much emotion that comes into it. And that is what ultimately people will buy into because with your product or your service, it's not just that you know the people want to get to know a story behind it. They want to get to know the person behind it, and you can only really do that by layering these kind of like storytelling and you know a bit of your personality. You know, if it's if it's a product, they want to see how you're using it. You know, because that's that's really relatable. If it is a product and the person. Is using the product or wearing the product? That's that's when we automatically, as humans, kind of see ourselves using that product or wearing that product. If it's if it's just on a on a shelf, it's it's there's a step there's a step in between you imagining you've got that product yourself.
0: That makes sense, and I think you're right. I've I've definitely noticed the shift towards more seeing more. I'm putting real people in air quotes. Real people. Yeah. yeah you know using products mm. online which i think is amazing and even um with like the whole influencer thing i'm seeing a lot of what yeah. i would consider smaller accounts sure. sharing products that they're working with so it's not just yet yeah, how do i say it? it's not just um like you say the models and the people who feel really removed from us
1: yeah yeah and yeah, I, I've noticed. Um, I've noticed that recently, actually, just um, sort of scrolling on on TikTok and Instagram, like some of the like Sweaty Betty, they're using influencers now, and they're they're not even influencers. I've just done a bit of research on this, actually, just because I suddenly noticed Mark Suspensers are doing it. Sweaty Betty, I'm sure there's others, um, but it just occurred to me they're they're normal people. They're kind of. And, and as I say, they're not influencers. They're just people, like almost trying clothes on just in front of the, you know, the camera. Kind of like, oh, I've just bought this, you know, jumper from Marks and It's twenty two pounds, but look how amazing it's, you know, just like you might almost if you were showing a friend, you know, if it's if it's a friend that you can't see in person, you might sort of do a video message for them, for example. It's very much got that feel to it. It's very very friendly and very relatable, and I think that's getting. Bigger and bigger, that's the UGC, the user generated content. I'm seeing so much more of that.
0: And I think I really like that sort of content. Mm. Funny, I've seen the same examples that, that you're mentioning. Yeah. And like as a woman in my 40s, I really like seeing other women in their 40s, like showing, oh, I bought this from m and or whatever. Yeah. Because to me, that's more relatable than a model in their 20s or late teens, yeah. if you see what I mean. I'm not Absolutely. saying that I can't wear the same clothes as those people, yeah. but I think it's more relatable when you see like a someone who to you feels more like you
1: yeah absolutely I'm not yeah. That very well but you know yeah, what I know I know what you mean and um, because I think there was a when when it first started coming in it was all of a sudden all about sort of plus size models because obviously traditional models were stick thin and for a lot a lot of people that was they couldn't relate to that so I think then it went the other way and there's this big sort of push on the curvy women and you know the larger like plus sizes which again was great but I think now it's kind of finding a steady pace of just very normal not the extremes but just very normal and a really good mixture as well because I'm I'm quite naturally thin um so again if there's like plus size curvy I can't really relate to that you know, so it's quite nice that you've got this mixture so you can see somebody, you know, everyone can sort of find find one of them that's aspirational that you sort of want to look at without it just being a very polished, airbrushed, you know,
0: model. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And also just to build on everything that you've been saying, I right, was having... Funny enough, a conversation this morning, another podcast interview, and it was about PR. And in that interview, the lady that I spoke to, and I won't give too much away because obviously that's another episode. But she was talking about the fact that there's research out there that says that people are more likely to buy from brands when they feel like they know the founder, not know them personally, but you know, be able to put a face to the brand or know a bit of the backstory. Mm. And apparently, this is becoming really important now when people have, well, lots of us, not everyone, but lots of us have a bit less disposable income and we're thinking about where to spend it. And she was talking about the importance of knowing there's a person behind the brand and how that is actually making people more inclined to buy than from Mm, a brand that's maybe more faceless. And so I think that ties in really nicely to what we're talking about here as well.
1: It does. Yeah. I think, I think there's so much more about that. It's, it's a deeper connection, isn't it? And I don't know if it's like a just a natural progression after the COVID years, you know, in that we want to get a bit closer, you know, I know much in my sort of field of work with the coaches, you know, there's much more about networking and in-person events is, you know, really big people are really craving, you know, I think there's also this kind of um, thought of, you know, particularly because it's the winter now, you know, or oh, I hope that never happens again, you know, lockdown is everyone's worst nightmare that that would ever happen again. So I think people are much more up for, getting out there and building relationships in case it sort of got taken away from us ever again so i think there's just this longing for this kind of deeper connection on on all levels and when we're making those buying decisions and absolutely it comes into that as well
0: yeah i think so and also you know the drive to buy from small businesses as well so i think lots of us are choosing to buy from small businesses rather than the big corporations and i think as part of that, I know that I re- I remember the brands more when I feel like I know something about them, whether they've been on the podcast and I've spoken to them or whether I've watched a story or heard them on another podcast. I just think it's you, you kind of relate to and remember them because there's something that, that kind of makes brands stand out a little bit because you can be selling the same products as someone else. So maybe what's different is the founder or is the fact that they give money to charity or whatever, you know, whatever yeah. it is. But yeah. I think there has to be something, doesn't there, that distinguishes you from other people selling very similar products. Because for lots of us, what we sell might not be a hundred percent unique. There'll be someone who sells a variation of that yeah definitely
1: yeah absolutely I think it's uh, and it's it's finding your it's kind of finding who your people are as well you know because like you say there's people selling the same things and it's like with coaching you know there's people coaching the same the same things you know not everyone has a completely unique edge but what what it is they their personality is their unique edge so it's you know it is like the tone of their voice or perhaps the way they look it's just something that people will kind of you know gravitate towards what what they like so the more you show of that the more chance you have of finding you know, finding your people
0: thank you helen i think you have convinced everyone that we need to be more visible <laughs> whether that's on instagram or tiktok or, or wherever we're choosing to be yeah. um but how do we do that in a way that's not quite so scary because i think if you've gone from um filling your grid with pictures of your products or whatever it is and you've never done a live or never even maybe done a story with your face on it, yeah. this is probably sounding really really daunting so what are some easy ways we can get started
1: yeah so really i think a really nice kind of easy way that i do to encourage my clients to do is just to do a really simple introduction post because it builds so much, um, so much trust, you know, just, it can be a photo if it, you know, if you want to start kind of small, because obviously photos, you can, you know, choose your best one and, you know, it's not, not as daunting as a video, um, but just some key facts, you know, and you can, if it's on Instagram, you can run it as a reel by having the sort of the, the facts, come, you know, bullet points kind of coming up to keep the movement flowing because reels do perform really well on Instagram. People like to see something um, moving um so yeah just a you know flat photo of yourself and just some things that you're interested in or the you know the weird things about you just not too weird <laughs> but you know the things that people will just you know maybe your you know your favorite your favorite foods or your pets or just things that you're interested in that kind of that you like to talk about like you might when you meet a new friend and you're getting to know each other the kind of things you might share in that conversation because again there will be those things that you say it's like are you a dog person or a cat person you know so it's those kind of things that if somebody's like a dog person and you're a dog person immediately like oh have you got a dog you know it just gives you that that thing doesn't it that next sort of opener for more of a conversation so I would say every time it's a photo with some just start just start sharing a little bit and you'll see you know particularly on Instagram you can you can kind of say you know this is me blah 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 and then um you know I'd love to get to know you You know, a lot better. I mean, I've done that before. And, you know, people in the comments then all start to interact with you and say, oh, I've got a dog as well. And, um, you know, and then they share a bit about themselves and you kind of find out if they're, you know, like, again, if they're your kind of person just by just by sharing. So just, that you know, it doesn't have to have to be right, you're going to go live on Instagram on a Saturday morning and all your, you know, maybe all your friends from school or something might be turning up and judging you, you know, those kind of like big, ah, I'm scared to do it moments. Um, can just be a, a photo, some music and some key key bits about you.
0: That's really nice. Thank you. I think that's a really great place to start. Um, from there, so particularly with the audience of podcasts, product businesses, mm-hmm. how can we continue to share a bit about ourselves online because I think when you sell products it's really easy to not hide Hide behind a product sounds harsh and I don't mean it in that way at all but mm-hmm. to make the focus of your social media very product-led yeah. what are some ways other than um, sort of doing an introductory posts that we can kind of get ourselves into that if that makes sense
1: yeah yeah I think it's really good to um to start with the story storytelling so depending on what the product is to start showing videos because, um, again, it doesn't have to be straight, you know, you talking to camera and sometimes they're not always the best anyway. Sometimes, um, these kind of videos where you just see somebody, you know, using that product, it's that kind of day-to-day relatability. So, um, yeah, as I said earlier with that product in your hand, you know, if, it, if it's clothing, you know, obviously it's sort of easier, more obvious, I suppose, you know, you wearing those clothes, if it's, you know, you, I don't know kitchen utensils. You know, you're cooking with those. It's it's you using them so that people can see you, like you, and then imagine themselves using that product as well. And and then you can kind of layer in that that kind of storytelling. So what you love about the products, why you started to sell them, you know, just your your journey. So again, it's not it's not hard content because it's you're not making anything up. It is literally your you know is literally your story. But not being afraid to you know like when why did you start the company you know when did you get founded what's your journey has it been quick easy you know did you intend it to be that way um you know how did it unfold I mean as because I'm um, coming on your show obviously I've listened to some of um some of your previous podcasts and it's so interesting to I think there was a guy who's been doing journal and um, writing journals That's yeah Mark, yeah to. yeah yeah um and it was so interesting because again if I'd just seen um you know seen the journal it's it's a journal it's you know whether it's for me or not or for a gift or something that's it but to actually hear the story behind it that really makes you really interested in it and and in him and you know just just building those sort of layers and depth to it so I think the more you can bring that bring that in and start showing yourself using it and why you know why you're using it you know pictures of yourself just bringing it in it's it's um it just builds up because people you know people won't just see something well I suppose they do sometimes but generally it takes i think it's like seven times or something for people to see something be presented with it before they decide to buy so the more you can do it 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 just adds in more depth more depth and then you know that's when people will be like right I'm going to I'm going to purchase So these different kind of ways of doing it is quite, I mean, I, I plan my content out. And I think if you, once you kind of get structured in that way, you can consciously decide sort of how, you know, it could be one week you're going to focus on how your product benefits like family life or, you know, mothers or whatever it is, but try and be more sort of um, deliberate about how you're, how you're using it.
0: Thank you so much. And that leads me on really nicely to my next question is like, how often do we need to be showing up? Um, I mean, it's so not around how often do we need to be posted on social media, but how often do we need to be visible um, on our channels?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think really because because of the algorithm, particularly on Instagram, but I guess all social media, um, they don't, you know, it's not like it used to be where everything would get shown to everybody we only get you know drip fed some bits of it so you're not you're not going to see everything that somebody's putting out there so I think sometimes if you're creating content on Instagram or social media it can feel that you're perhaps talking about the same thing all the time but you know you do need to because repetition is is king (laughs) so it's you know the more people hear it, it it sinks in so I think I mean it shouldn't it shouldn't overtake your, you know, if you're if you're all day putting content out, because it can be very time consuming. Um, I think you need to find something that fits fits with your your lifestyle and you know doing other things as well. But I, I think really, I mean, I try and go for like three to five kind of decent reels or decent pieces of content and then stories on Instagram are like so important because that's the real quick bits which um people love to just tap 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 across stories it's all you know this this is it social media I mean TikTok is so popular because it's such quick form it's you know it's just really quick turnaround isn't it you just tap and you just swipe or whatever it is onto the next one very quickly so I think it's a key to like not overthinking it just just getting out there and getting more familiar with thinking it's it's not a really massive deal. You know, it's like people aren't going to be analysing your content like you're analysing it. They're going to either like it and swipe on or, you know, it's, it's a very quick decision. So the more the more you do it, the better, the more chance you've got of people actually seeing and connecting with you.
0: That's really helpful. Thank you. And in terms of stories, I mean... It, for stories, again, do you recommend that people show their faces, or is it enough to show a bit of your life and what you're doing? Um, because I feel I feel like again, lots of us now, I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm including myself in, is much more comfortable with stories and quick photos of I'm doing this or that. Um, but there's still the barrier about actually you know maybe going live on stories or showing your face on stories I see a lot less of that if I'm honest and I look at stories all the time because as you say it's great to just tap through and see what everyone's up to um is stories another place where we should actually be showing ourselves our faces
1: yeah, I mean stories. Are, that's one of the things that I will always try and get people to do as one of the first steps because stories only last for 24 hours and then they disappear unless you put them in your highlights on Instagram. They're they're gone forever. So it's quite a nice mentally, you know. It's not like you think it's going to be on your Instagram grid and people can see you talking for you know forever more. It's sort of set in stone. Stories that it's just again it's just throwaway and you know I think 30. I think it's 30 seconds or has it gone up to 90 seconds it's, it's still quite short if you were going to talk to camera so if people don't like what you're saying they'll just tap on to the next bit so it, it's again just um I find it quite easy talking to them. I find it easier talking to them on my stories because I know that it's so quick and I know people will just tap on if they're not interested in, and if they are interested they'll they'll listen so it feels It feels less like you're taking up space, you know, like I'm I'm like uber polite. I hate to sort of think I've taken up too much space or too much time. That's something I'm always kind of like working on. But with stories, it it doesn't feel so intrusive. It is very much like, um, yeah, you've just got you've got a platform to talk for, you know, a minute, a minute and a half. Um, and people will listen if they're interested in what you've got to say. And you can—it's—it's it's really important to put um, subtitles onto Instagram stories as well, because a lot of people, I think research has been done that most people listen to stories um, without the sound on. So you need to have captions, captions on them. I think it's a sort of first thing in the morning or at night time kind of scrolling, scrolling in bed thing. So if someone's just talking but without captions, you're—you're uh, going to miss out.
0: Oh, that's useful. That's used. I'm thinking about it. You're right. I almost never have sound on for stories no. and I will swipe through something without yeah. subtitles. Is yeah. there an easy way to add those? Sorry to ask a technical question. But oh I yeah, no,
1: it's really easy. So at the top you have like stickers um, and text so you can add your own text and links and all like hashtags and things like that it's just it's under the stickers one i think actually um it's just one of those options there and there's a caption so it will just translate it and you can very easily just change change the font and size and color it's all very customizable so it's and they look good you know it's nice it's a it's a nice looking piece of content you know just you talking to the camera about something you could put a link to a product there whereas you can't do that in a reel or a post on instagram you can only use the bio. So that's a nice feature as well.
0: Oh, but you know, I really didn't know. You can see how little I talked to camera. I really didn't know that you could add captions from within Instagram. I thought it was because it used to be the case. You had to record your videos, didn't you? And then you had to add yeah. them in and then you had to. Yeah. Wow. That I think that's hopefully I mean that to be honest will make me more likely to do videos the fact that mm. I don't have to go through all these steps. So hopefully that's really useful to anyone else who didn't realise that was there.
1: Yeah it's a really quick easy way to just as I said like without overthinking it because if you you know if you are having a bad headache you can put you can put a filter on as well you know you can put a nice black and white black and white's quite flattering I find <laughs> normally and it looks quite nice. You can have a coloured text on it. You know it's quite quick and easy just to you know, just to get your face up there. And as I said, like, it's so quick and 24 hours it's gone. So, you know, it's it's not it's not one to overthink. It's just nice to jump on, say a few words and uh, yeah, they're really effective.
0: That's really useful. Thank you. So as well as talking about sort of ourselves and how, how we m- maybe found the stories and how and why we use products, is there anything else that product businesses in particular could be sharing?
1: Um. I think really it's just that like building up the story, showing their their backstory, showing a bit about them and and their product and how they use it. And even, um, you know, like kind of comparing it to coaching here, but like success stories. So, you know, talking about customers who have bought their product and, you know, why people are buying it, maybe sales trends as well, just giving people a bit more depth behind the product and the, you know, whichever sort of area it's in um that there's so much you can you know if people are interested in what you're selling they'll want to know that stuff and again if they're not that's fine they can you know they can unsubscribe or whatever but the ones who are interested you know there's there's a lot there you can kind of build up if there's a sort of heritage to your brand or if it's a family business you know there's some again some really nice techniques you can use just to um like with with the stories again that can be all sort of behind the scenes so you can almost have your you know, your grid as your sort of official um, posts, but then the people who are really interested will be clicking through your stories. And, you know, with Instagram stories, you can see who's been looking at them. So that's really nice as well. You don't get that on Instagram, obviously. You know how many views your reels have had. You can get insights, but on the stories, you can actually see the people that are looking. So when you see those names, um, you, you get your kind of people that are looking every day. You know that they're people that are actually interested. So it gives you a kind of hot top buyers list as well, which is really good.
0: Yeah, that's I hadn't thought of that. That's really useful. Thank you. And I also really like just coming back to something you said a while ago, but I didn't want to not um, acknowledge this. I really like what you said about the fact that not everyone sees everything and it's okay to, to be repetitive, because I think that's another concern. It's something that definitely I have, and I'm sure I'm not the only one where I feel like, oh, I said this a few weeks ago, or I'm always saying the same thing. I'm always banging on about the same old topics so it's really nice to hear you say that actually most people aren't going to see everything you post and so it's okay to because I think all of us are only going to have so many things we can talk about yeah um so that's really nice to hear that we can just keep putting out the same messages and surely there must be a benefit as well I am think talking almost to myself here about being you know having a consistent message it I think I if I think as a consumer, I think I would rather see someone talk about the same messages over and over than mm. feel like actually they change what they're about every couple of months, because that's yeah. actually quite confusing and doesn't really build much trust.
1: Yes, exactly. It's it's coming, it's building, um, it's building your name as the expert. So it's if you're if you are talking about a particular thing as long as you as long as it's not exactly the same you know as long as you have yeah, up slightly um, but yeah if p- people aren't that people won't see it and think oh she's like you said sort of banging on about the same thing or be like oh she's the expert because she's talking about that again but she's added a bit more depth or she's added you know this it's it's like oh there's that person talking about that thing and then that's how you become the sort of go-to person for that thing that you're talking about so it's, it is really important to, to to stop thinking that you're boring or talking about the same thing, because that's, that's you projecting that. It's not actually how the consumer will be viewing it.
0: Thank you. That's really good. That's really good to hear that as well, Helen. And I guess my final few questions, thank you so much for all you've shared so far, is have you got any advice for... Um, how you can sort of appear more confident online perhaps even if you're even if you're not yeah um
1: yeah definitely there's a whole i mean really with with sort of going you know either going live or showing your face you know kind of talking to the camera it, it is one of those things, like most things in life. The more you do it, the easier it will become, and you you get sort of used to hearing your own voice, don't you? you? Get used to sort of saying the like saying the same things, effectively, because that's you know what we were just talking about. What you need to do, but there's there's lots of different ways. So because um, Facebook and Instagram, obviously they're both meta, they're you know very similar. Facebook has like Facebook groups, so you can set up a private group and not give anyone else access to it. So it's only you in it. And you can go live in that group and it saves it so you can watch it back. So that's a really nice like practice area to do it. You know, you can actually actually go live. You feel that kind of almost that adrenaline surge of, oh my gosh, I'm live. Um, but no, no one's gonna see it, you know. And then and then you can do those. And then if it if it did go well, you can then put it public, you know, so people can see it. But it's it's really is just practicing. Um, I mean, there's there's also there's an app called captions um which has this ai feature on it where you can be looking you could effectively be reading a piece of piece of paper or have some notes as long as you've got your face kind of more or less face on your eyes can be going over to the side and it will it will put your eyes back to the front if that makes That's sense as you move and it's really it's very very good um, so there's, you know, there's things you can do if you're worried. Cause I think that's another concern people have is they're going to start talking and like lose their thread or, you know, forget or not sort of give some of the key messages out. So it's, you know, there, there's ways of getting around that, you know, or you can just have a piece of paper and glance down occasionally. You don't have to be staring right into the camera all the time. It's quite intense anyway. So, um, or actually another one i um, I really like is if you, either get someone to interview you or pretend someone's interviewing you so you're looking off camera as if somebody's just asking you these questions you can always say you know like repeat it back to yourself and then answer it that's quite a nice way to just break up the kind of sitting the pressure of sort of sitting you looking down the camera so there's different ways but it's just really doing it and getting getting more comfortable with it and then you'll start to get feedback from people and that gives you the confidence to do it more
0: that's really helpful thank you really really helpful and I really like the thing about the camera because I always struggle with knowing where to look like do you look just yeah. intently down the lens or do you look just to the side of it and I've spent I've way too much time thinking about how my eyes look and where they're pointing which is really silly but I think we all have these really small that are possibly a bit silly things um yeah. but it just comes back to the excuses we were talking about at the beginning I think
1: yeah, it does. But, you know, if you see interviews that we watch on the television or podcast, you know, Diary of CEO um, podcast, you know, when you actually watch it, they're not looking at the camera, they're having a conversation and you're, you know, you're, lis- you're listening and watching in. It. It's not somebody just sitting there, like, as I said, sort of staring down the camera. So it's quite a nice, um, you know, it kind of breaks it up, doesn't it? And it's, it's maybe not as salesy as well, because you feel... You feel like you are listening in, you know, you're listening it to get something from it, to get some knowledge from it, or to learn more about a product. So that's another kind of nice way without having to sit there with the sort of old fashioned kind of, you know, big advertisement to sell, sell, sell. It's it's just trying to make it a bit more friendly and a bit more um, approachable.
0: That's really useful. Thank you. And thank you for everything you shared, Helen. I have just one more question. I promise this really is the last one. <laughs> what would your number piece of number one piece of advice be for anyone who wants to show up a bit more online
1: so the num yeah number one piece of advice would be to not overthink it just have a rough you know have a rough idea of your purpose what you want to talk about or if it's a particular thing you're you know pushing or trying to sell at a particular time obviously have that as your guide you know you always need to have a purpose I think sometimes people go live on Instagram and you if if you don't know what they're talking about on the purpose that's when I sort of switch off (laughs) so it's good to know what somebody's talking about but um yeah just just do it you know just start doing it because no, every, everybody, even the big, you know, the big hitters, like if we're talking about Stephen Bartlett, you know, he he would have had a first podcast. He probably looks back and cringes on it now. I'm sure, you know, you yourself, when you look back at your earlier ones, you wish, you know, you may have done them a bit differently. Um, but over the, you know, over the time, things perfect themselves. You know, you reflect on what you like and what you didn't like. You know, no one is going to turn up with their first time, you know, they're for getting their face out there and and it's 100% perfect. But unless you have that first time, you're not going to have your hundredth one that was perfect. So it's just getting started. And, um, you know, you don't even have to watch them back to you. It's kind of, that's why stories are quite nice. You're never going to see them again. So, you know, if you fluff your words, no one else would have noticed. And, um, you know, just don't, don't let these things prevent you from doing it because you're, you know, you're, you're preventing your potential clients or getting your product or your service, you know, that that's why you're there. You're providing a service or a product to someone and they, they need it and they want to hear, you know, they want to hear from you. So yeah, get out there and do it and
0: quit the excuses. <laughs> that's really good advice. Thank you so much, Helen. I really like what you said as well about not sort of overthinking thinking it. And actually I will let everyone into a secret that I, stopped fairly early on listening back to podcast episodes after I've recorded mm-hmm. I'd recorded them because I found that when I first got started and I would then you know, I'd record an episode and then I used to listen to it back. I used to be so critical. And in the end I just thought this is not doing me any good. It's if anything, it's just slowing down the process. Yeah. Um I am actually just going to go into stop and now I never listen back to a single way. I mean obviously I have someone who edits it and takes out so any mistakes mm. them, but <laughs> I personally do not listen because I think if I did it would be just another barrier another way for me to criticize myself or um and that's not to say that I don't want to get better but I feel you get better by doing and not just by over analyzing. Yeah. So if that's helpful for anybody I think there's a lot to be said for just doing it and then moving on yeah so post your video and then just almost forget that you've done yeah. it almost yeah. I think um yeah. that yeah. works for me anyway that may not be the thing for everyone but I find yeah. that if I don't think so much about what I've done if I do it you know have some thought beforehand obviously but then afterwards yeah. just almost put it out of your mind it mm. becomes a lot less scary.
1: It does, yeah, because you you immediately sort of take that pressure off, don't you, by granting yourself that permission almost to to just do it without having to go back over it. Because you'd probably end up deleting stuff or not publishing stuff if you were if you were so hypercritical of it. Um, So, yeah, it's just it's just doing it, isn't it? Getting it out there. And as you say, the more you hear yourself talking that is you don't have to listen to it back and pick holes in it because you wouldn't naturally do that in a conversation anyway you know we have conversations with our friends and we just speak don't we and then the conversation's over and and that's it so it's kind of applying that just living you know being in the moment with it with that message and um not not picking it apart afterwards nobody nobody would nobody else would do that like you said you know going back to the beginning nobody else is going to look at something and pick it apart they're just interested in hearing what you've got to say and you know what you're teaching them or showing them
0: thank you so much Helen and thank I really think honestly think that's so reassuring you know to to hear you talk and I think you've definitely taken a lot of the fear out of it
1: um good Good. and given some really nice suggestions
0: Yeah, and I really like the suggestion you've given for people to get started as well. So I really hope to see lots of you more visible online after this. And myself included, I could definitely put my face out there a bit more. So I'd be inspired to do that
1: yeah, well, I, I think it's it's the time to do it. I think it's needed. like people people want it from us as service and product providers. so um it's it's just becoming comfortable, finding a way that you can do it that doesn't feel too daunting and um and just doing it and enjoying it. you know, it's it's nice. It's building those relationships, and you know that's what it's all about.
0: Thank you so much, Helen.
1: You're welcome. thank you.